God is good all the, all the time. God bless you. Let's do this message. I'm going to help you this morning realize the spirit of Christmas. And uh, what if there was no Christmas? Good, we're right on time. What if there was no Christmas? That would be a sad time, wouldn't it? I think it's a miracle that we can celebrate Christmas. An absolute miracle. I think it's awesome. I know there's some other religions that are not real happy about um, us celebrating Christmas, but it's fantastic. Let's go to the first scripture, uh, 1 Isaiah 12, verse 4. If you've got your Bibles, just give them a flick and get ready. We're going through with a couple of thoughts just to provoke you a little bit. You're doing all right? Everyone look at me for a minute. You're you're, you're really there. You're, You're sort of in the day. You're in the moment. Now is the faith. The Bible says now is the faith of things hoped for, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things. You've got to bring yourself from... I used to get criticized for daydreaming at school. I just... My eyes would go out the window. Phil. And I hear this echo. Phil. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, okay. That's right. I'm in a classroom. Yes. But I used to love daydreaming. Who likes daydreaming? Who's a daydreamer? Who's like, yeah, still do. <laughs> 1 Isaiah 12 verse 4. Now I get Julie saying, Phil, 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 Phil. Are you listening to me? One, if there was no Christmas. Let's have a look at a couple of things. In that day, this scripture, 1 Isaiah 12 verse 4, in that day, you will say, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, uh, make known among the nations what he has done. It's fantastic. I love the youth and uh, wanting to make known among the nations. And they've got great bands out there. I've heard that Delirious had come off the road. Is that right? Delirious are like um, you too, but they're, they're almost the equivalent. But uh, they're getting older now. They're late 30s, got families they're dragging around whole families on tour and so I think they're going to have a rest I think they've they've called it a day is that right Daniel? fantastic band in the Acer Arena I remember at Hillsong one year the only time I ever went to Hillsong and they were playing and it was just magnificent the glory just filled that whole stadium it was awesome make known among the nations what he has done and proclaim that his name is exalted. Lord, let your name be exalted above the central coast right now. Who's with me on that one? 1 Isaiah 12 verse 5, sing to the Lord uh, for he has done glorious things. It was great to hear the carols from Chapman Hill. I think the Wyong carols had their uh, had the carols, the Wyong, and, uh, and I was doing my prayer walk and I could hear strains of the, uh, the Christmas carols. It's fantastic just going out across this great township. Fantastic. Sing to the Lord for he has done glorious things. Has he done some glorious things for you this year? Has he done some good stuff? Preserved you? I mean, you, you probably don't even know how he's preserved your life. Defected, deflected uh, tragedy off your life. And you're going, yeah, I'm doing all right. I could have handled this myself. You know, no, hang on. You know, God was there. Angels are there. So just let's try and be a bit thankful of what God has done. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. I think this is what Christmas is about. Let us pray just for a moment. Lord God, as we approach Christmas, this Christmas season, Lord, which reminds us of your great love, 
Father God, I pray that we would have faith, faith to abide in this season and, Lord, to give your gift of love away. As we sit down at uh, our relatives' places and our friends' places and as we go out and about, even as we shop, men, as we shop, we would just have this Christmas cheer, Lord, and be able to give this love away and the saints say... I can't help myself, but I got this image. I was in a shop in Westfields, and, and the wife was desperately in this shop trying to buy gifts. And the husband, he was just shut down, man. He was shut down. I think he was almost depressed, unfortunately. And this wife, and I turned the corner. Do you like that? You know, you're shopping, and you turn the aisle, and you run into a domestic, and you go, uh-oh. <laughs> and this guy, he was just not going to shop for the life of him, man. And she's going, would you just help me? She was like this, flying in. Would you just help me buy something? And, uh, and this guy, he just, what, man, I'd, he needed resurrection, I'm telling you. And I just felt this guy has got no faith for Christmas at all. And uh, I felt like buying him something. I felt like doing something radical, like buying him some underarm jacket. Now that's not a great gift. Some a gift uh, aftershave. If I, you know, I could have got him some just to shake him out of his indifference, just to shake him out of his despondency uh, of of you know this this sadness about him. And and there's so many people I think out there that are not really dealing really well with Christmas. Isn't that right? That sometimes that people. You know, like, th- this brings out the worst. It's because it's supposed to be about family and great meals and gifts and giving and celebrating good cheer, faith, hope, and love. And then these people, you're, you're really asking for people to come out of this whole situation of this depression, maybe, or this despondency of life. And you're going, are you kidding? You want me to celebrate Christmas? Man, you know, where's my husband? Where's my health? Where's my... Where's my finances? Where's my God? Where, you know, what does this mean to me anyway? And so some people get a little bit narky about Christmas. Do you know what I mean? And that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. So there's some people that turn to drink. There's some people that turn to, like, drink more than ever. Like, the, the pubs and, and the drinking right now is just probably every day just people just begin to hide themselves through drink and drugs. You know what I mean? Is this, am I speaking right here? Am I, am I speaking some right stuff? And so, but Christians who believe in this reason for the season that Jesus came to give us salvation, they celebrate. They go, wow, we get to celebrate the coming of the King. Wow, this is great. Let's, let's get excited. Let's buy gifts. Let's sing the carols, and, uh, and it's fantastic. 1.5 million people on the face of the earth have not heard enough of the good news of Christ to be able to make a responsible decision of faith in him. Christmas is really about communication from God to the earth. It came through the angels and then Jesus announced good news, good news, salvation is at hand. Christmas means, say it, salvation. Say salvation. And that's exactly what I want to talk about, just very briefly. Real Christmas, of course, could be celebrated most profoundly when we understand what Christmas is about. This joy, peace, and love that that is written on Christmas cards. You know what I mean? You get these Christmas cards. Peace, joy, and love. Yeah, right. No, those components of God and of the kingdom 
are so profound. Imagine you're in jail and, and someone came to you and said, we're getting you out today. You know, imagine those. Uh, I heard a great story. I was following this story for five years. It was a politician in Brazil, a lady, and they'd sort of, these guerrillas, you know, soldiers, uh, uh, rebel soldiers, killed all the bodyguards, grabbed her, and took her into the jungle, and she was in there for five years. I mean, she was a very distinguished uh, lady, a politician, who was trying to bring a lot of good. And, and this story, I was sort of grabbing every now and then, and, and eventually they sent in. Don't you love it? They sent in these crack, crack troops, you know, these troops, uh, Green Berets or something, and they killed all the, the guerrillas, they killed all these uh, rebel so- soldiers, and they found her with sores on her, half-starved, and uh, they brought her back, and they... And, 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 of course, that's a good day. And that woman, I'm telling you, she had such joy, such joy to be released. And, and the f- funny thing that, that remained with me, or struck me, was that she was, so, she, she was so joyous to get back to her cause, her mission. She was so adamant about this mission, about her political uh, stand that she was so adamant about it, so passionate about it, Andrew, like we're passionate about the gospel. She was so joyous that she was set free to engage again the political, political uh, you know, arena. And I went, wow, that's joy. And when we say joy, we mean joy by being saved. Saved. Joy to the world. Doesn't sort of I mean, I'm not sure what's, what that might mean to you when you hear. How does it go, Jules? Uh, joy to the... I'm sounding ridiculous. Joy to the world. Yeah. The world... The Lord has come. That's right. The Lord has come. I mean... The, let... Ah! Uh, oh. Joy, let's all sing it, guys. Come on. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Got another one quick. Let every heart prepare. You guys are good. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature Like Mariah Carey. Give, me a, give it a hand. Come on, guys. This lady writes a... Oh, yeah. They turn it up. This is great. Yes, Lord. It's good news. You've come 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Let this just wash over you right now. Joy. You're saved. All together in the hills.
that's great. That's great. You do well, see? See? This lady writes a poem. She says, Love come down on Christmas Day so many years ago and brought the greatest happiness the world will ever know. Peace came down. See, it's love, peace, and joy. They're the three dynamics that we've got to get a handle. Love came down on Christmas Day so many years ago and brought the greatest happiness the world can ever know. Peace came down on Christmas Day to fill the hearts of men with all the sweet tranquility each Christmas brings again. Joy came down on Christmas Day as angels came to earth heralding the miracle, the miracle of our Messiah's birth. What a lovely gift. What lovely gifts to all of us. These three, so rich and rare. And every year at Christmas time, we see them everywhere. So it's love, joy, and peace. They're the three dynamics that you've got to realize is coming at you. If you can, inter- if you can receive, when, like, when we get saved, when we get saved, they're the th- three major gifts that we receive in our life. Love, joy, and peace. One lady said she got saved in Cutler Drive School Hall years ago, 12 years ago now, and she was messed up, hard yards. Oh, she'd lived a tough life, this woman. She got saved. She came out the front. I believe Jesus is my Lord. And bang, she got saved. And she rang us up or next day, two days later. And she said, the most incredible thing that has happened since that day. I said, what? What's happened? She said, the peace of God. She said, I was hearing voices in my head. Um, I, 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 I couldn't sleep. I just had torment in my head. But since that day, I have had peace. It's a real deal. It's a real deal called peace. Who believes in it? Things can be happening all around you. Uh, house could be burning down, stuff, stuff, stuff. But man, God just, just has you there right there. Isaiah 12, 2. I'm racing through this now. So when we sing that song, joy to the world, it's about salvation. Did you get that? When we sing joy to the world, that's salvation. So Isaiah 12, 2, let's, let's really tear apart this scripture. Surely God is my salvation. Isaiah is saying, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. I will not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. The Christmas season, Jules, is all about recognizing Jesus Christ. Ultimately, the most profound revelation we can have this Christmas season is believing that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died on a, he came in a manger, but he gave us a message, but he died on a cross, he rose on the third day, and he lives, he lives right now to intercede and to pray. He's present right now amongst us all over the earth, but in the church, still the church is alive with Jesus. Who believes that? So that's what we're going to talk about very quickly. The angel spoke, so Matthew 1, 21, just grab your Bibles, take a few notes, and I'll try and realize, I'll try and help you realize why we rejoice, why we celebrate. I got a call last night from Pastor Phil Pringle, who was at a party celebrating Christmas, who shared, was sharing with me good news about our church. And I can't really share that just yet, but later I will next week. Sorry, Gail. Sorry, I just did it again. I did it again. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
It's good. That'll keep you on your toes, won't it? And so he was at a party, and I said, what are you doing there? He said, we're celebrating Christmas. We're celebrating the Christmas presentation that they did last night down at Oxford Falls. It was awesome, apparently. So let's look at this. In Matthew one twenty one. is that up there? The angel spoke to Joseph and said, so shall bring forth a son. She shall, she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. It's true, he does. Then the angels, I get this image of the, of the angels, Pauline, peering over the sapphire seal of heaven and looking down upon baby Jesus. And they're just, they're just, oh, they're just so excited for planet Earth and for humanity that they're just pouring out these praises, pouring out this love, Andrew. Do you know what I'm saying? Would you be doing that? Would you just get out of my way? I want to see what's happening. What's happening down there? Wow, it's the Son of God. It's Jesus. Praise God. He, they're really going to do this. We, we heard it was going to happen. and It's going to happen. Look, he's there. He's a baby. This can't be. This is not the way to go. Surely not. But God had a plan. Luke 2.11. Today in the town of David, a, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. You are Christ the Lord. You are our Savior. <laughs> this is... I had a 35-year-old school reunion. I haven't seen my friends since 1974. I left them. We've all lived such <laughs> different lives. Some of them are not with us now. Most of them, I think, are still traveling the hard roads, and, and some of them are doing great, but there's starting to get spent. They're 50-odd like myself, and we met up with them at Maryland's RSL, and, um, and they're looking at Julie and I and going, well, how come you look so good? You know, I know you used to party on too, Phil. Come on, don't give me that goody two-shoes stuff because they know I'm a minister. They say, you used to party on too, and we're doing the Nutbush City Limits on the Maryland's dance floor. And Julie and I are into it. This, you reckon this guy's a minister, but he's still partying and dancing and but we, we don't drink anymore, but we certainly love to party and dance. Do you know what I mean, Haley? You know, God doesn't take out the dance out of you when you get saved. My goodness, we were the first ones up at the de- on the dance floor. And they're saying, my God, you, they, they call this salvation? Is this what salvation is? They're, they're, they're asking Julie now, and they're seeing me in all my uh, liveliness. This is a good day, not the other days when I get introverted. But they're saying, what's happened to Phil? He was so shy. He was always so shy. What, what's the story with him? Julie says, he got saved. Salvation. Salvation made the difference. What is salvation? God, uh, the prophet Isaiah says, God is my salvation. Listen, guys, I want salvation for my school friends. 35 of them there who eventually worked out who they were because they were unrecognizable now. But when I looked into their eyes, I went, my God, it's you. It's like looking at Bryce without the hair. You go, I think I know you, but who are you? And, And then all of a sudden... I could see the extra 50 kilos, yes, was there or whatever, or they were just a little bit, you know, uh, worn. But I could see through into their eyes and went, my God, it's you. I I remember you. Of course you remember me, they said. (laughs) And so I believe God wants salvation for my school friends and for your workmates and for the nation. Why? Why? There's things like, we need salvation from ignorance, fear, anger, and hate. Did you, did you hear the story of a 90-year-old, 98-year-old woman killing her fellow um, flatmate in a, a retirement home? A 90-year... Do we need salvation, guys? 
Then I heard another story of another lady chopping some vital part off another man because found him playing up. And then, but then, then I read another story of a nine-year-old. A nine-year-old. Guys, let's not kid ourselves. Even in the lucky country, we're starting to hear news that we've never heard before. We need Jesus. We need salvation. Why? What about the, the, the men that get angry? Don't, don't that? Oh, gee whiz. I reckon they should have angry police down at the shopping center. You know, the guys that slam the door and you know, pull the baby out of the car. You go, oh, my God. In the old days, I think, I think there must have been some sort of decorum where you could intervene and say, hey, steady up, mate. These days, you're supposed to just leave it. I'm not sure what, what you're supposed to do. But those guys that get angry and they're about to violently hurt someone. We need, we need, and the women too, that's right. Women are getting throttled by men now. And so, oh, women are throttling the kids. Listen, God, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go. I want to just say we need Jill's salvation from it. We need salvation from it. We need salvation from ignorance, fear, anger, and hate, rashness, harshness, greed, arrogance, and pride, wickedness and ungodliness, selfishness and hard-heartedness. We were down at St. Ives, I think this is right to say, and we could sense that people's lot in life was in, was self and money. And it's kind of an ugly spirit, really, to be honest. Uh, and Julie and I went, my God, it must be hard to do church around here because those people, they're, they're really a little bit selfish and self-centered. And that's a sad. We need salvation, second thing, from our, for our families. Salvation, yeah, we need salvation from sin, but we need salvation from the power of sin. And, and it, it broke my heart this year to hear some of the young kids that got caught out by sin having its way and they, and they had unfortunately crossed the line and got themselves into trouble. I want salvation for my kids, our church people, from the power of sin. Sin can have a power, but when you're saved, when you believe in Jesus, you can break the power of that sin. People that are addicted to drugs and addicted to anger, addicted to whatever, that can be broken in Jesus' name from our family members, including our children. Do you know what I'm saying? We want that. The prophet declared, Behold, God is my salvation. It, says, it, it, it said in that scripture, didn't it? I will trust and will not be afraid. I wonder if we could just put that one back up just quickly. Uh, Isaiah 1, Isaiah 12, 2 it is, guys. Thanks, Lisa. We can trust and not be afraid of the past. Our sins are being forgiven. We can, we can trust and not be afraid of the present because Jesus is around us. He is amongst us. We don't have to be in fear and afraid uh, even when we're by ourselves, even when things uh, are not going well and we seemingly are lacking uh, help. And, and the Bible says that Jesus was Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And so right now we can believe God is here with us right now. Who, who believes that Jesus is here when two or more are gathered? He's here now. Jesus, we just say thank you that you've released your presence. And it says that. It says that in uh, John 1. Uh, well, 
Isaiah 7.14. I wonder if I could have that one just quickly. Isaiah 7.14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Meaning, what does it mean? Meaning God is with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. Praise God. That's the reason for the season. John 1.14 says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Thank you, God. And the third thing he saved us from, and we don't have to be afraid of, we've said that he's, uh, we don't have to be afraid of the past. Our sins are forgiven uh, of the past, all that stuff. We can be cleansed. And even in every day when stuff happens, we can be forgiven. And then we can be uh, not afraid of today. He's presently around us. But even we can be not afraid of the future. Do you know what I'm saying? Even though we don't know what's going to happen in the future, Andrew, entirely, we got a good idea because the Bible says and, and we map out goals and we have goals and we do life. But really, entirely, we're not sure where the future is going. But God is in charge of the future. Jesus is in charge of the future. So we don't have to be afraid of that. If you know Jesus, if you love Jesus, if you've given your heart to Jesus, you don't have to be afraid of the future. Even when you see uh, the new movie, uh, 2012, who's seen it? Who's seen 2012? You still don't have to be afraid, Daniel. I've heard you're afraid now. That, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be afraid, son, truly. When you got... When, when, <laughs> Psalm 23, verse 6 might help you, Daniel. He's conquered, he's conquered that stuff, man. You don't have to be afraid of it. Psalm 23, verse 6. He's wearing the shirt. Are you, stand up, brother. Are you wearing the 2012 uh, Armageddon 2012? Yeah, all right. Okay, 2012. That's not too far away either, is it? Okay. Uh, what does it say in Psalm 23, verse 6? And surely goodness and love will follow me all the... Now listen, Daniel, listen to this. Listen to this. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Is that right? Yeah, let's give it up. Let's give it up for Jesus. Let's, let's encourage Daniel that 2012 is not to be feared. God is my salvation. God is my salvation. God is... I think it said in the scripture, in that Isaiah scripture, that God is my strength. Philippians 4.13. I can do everything through him who gives me strength, Daniel. Paul says that even as we face any obstacles, anything that we're faced with, with God's strength, as, as Isaiah said, you are my salvation. He was virtually saying, you are my strength. And of course, God is my song. Put that scripture back up again, if you could, please, guys. It's Isaiah 12.2. Isaiah 12.2. I just talked about God is my strength. Now God is my song. The angels sang to announce... I'm nearly there. The angels sang to announce the birth of the Savior. Our Lord and His disciples, of course, were in that room before Jesus went to Gethsemane. And, of course, there's a song that God puts in your heart when you get saved. And even I'm amazed, Jules, in this Christmas season when men will open their mouth and sing those carols because we have sometimes a problem men singing songs in church. It takes sometimes a year, two-year struggle to get them to sing. And, uh, but God 
when He saves your soul, He puts a song in your heart. All over the earth, youth are singing a song of salvation. It's phenomenal. It's a song. It's a real song. It's a song that's in the heart. It's, a, it's, it's, it's powerful. I'm nearly there. A song of praise. Isaiah said eventually, God is my salvation. Maybe he didn't know God. Maybe he didn't know God. But we could actually say, we actually could say this, God has become my salvation. He has become my salvation. And as you walk through society, and I did mention our friends down at that area, some might say education is my salvation. Some say marriage is my salvation. Some say my family is my salvation. I thought, I thought when I got saved, and I got saved out of, you know, running amok, and I had my family and my children were my trophies. I, I honestly think I was running the gauntlet of worshipping my family. Everyone loved our kids and loved our marriage. And, you know, we were the golden family and, and we just esteemed this. And we should esteem family. We should esteem it. But I think I had placed it above God. And I was making decisions and choices in my life that was all about my family. And so the last struggle I had to go into ministry was about deciding to demote my children, to demote them to a place of our family being obedient to God. And it was virtually me saying, kids, I love you. I, want the, I don't want to put you on the front line. I don't want you to be on the front line of building church and, you know, this war of, between heaven and earth. I don't want to do that but for Christ, for the gospel, for the kingdom. I must submit to God. I must, and, you know, in the end, I had to say, like that scripture says, you know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do you know what I mean? So family wasn't my salvation. Career, I thought career was going to be my salvation. I was working through great courses and great academia, and I thought that was going to happen. Money. Money could be. Some people think that money is their salvation. It ain't. Some people think their government is the, is the salvation. But ultimately, it's not. So when you can determine in your heart and say, like the prophet said, surely God. Can you say that this morning? Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid of the past, the present, or 2012, the future. I was only joking, Daniel. He knows that. The Lord, the Lord is my strength. We can do all things through Christ Pauline who strengthens us. And he's my song. When you got saved, did you get a song in your heart? I knew I got a song in my heart. I was up in this hotel up in Brisbane and we were at conference. I was so glad to be away and I was so glad to be in this God conference that I was in the shower, a plush, beautiful hotel, five-star resort. I was in this and I was just singing. Bryce, you should have heard me. Pavarotti, forget him. Man, Tom Jones, forget him. 
And I was just singing this big shower. You know the big showers you get sometimes in these lands. Big, and I was singing. And I knew these walls were concrete. I, I knew, I knew. And Julie is just saying, are you all right in there? I said, oh, I have got a song. I started to sing from my very heart. And, I, and I'm singing prophetically, of course, a new song. God, you're my God, you're my God, you're my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. And I wrote here, mankind is seeking happiness. It's in our hearts, the pursuit of happiness. Many achieve a human satisfaction that provides temporary lift to our spirit. But joy that is permanent and eternal is found in the Christmas event. God has come to live among us and save us from our sins. This is the spirit of Christmas. This joy is easily found by faith. Thus, faith is the key to a joyful Christmas. Guys, folks, friends, do you have that joy? Do you have that joy? Do you have that peace? Do you have that love? I wonder if we can all stand. God bless you. We've done well this morning. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for all that you've done. I wonder if we can have some musicians and just to round up. I wonder if there'd be anyone this morning that just, just feels in their heart of hearts that this morning might be their time of saying yes to Jesus. Something has brewed, something has stirred up in your heart of hearts. Look, we're going into a new decade, folks. We're going into a new year, but a new decade. Why don't you give yourself a new lease of life? Why don't you allow Jesus to be your salvation? Why don't you allow him to be your salvation? Why don't you allow him to... Maybe you did this before, but things have grown strangely dim. You found yourself on the outside of God's presence. You're not sure if you're, you're in or you're out. We want to make sure this morning, we want to make sure with every man, woman, and child in the house that you understand the gift of Christmas, the gift of salvation. If this is you, I would love to pray for you. And we're going to do this without further ado. We're going to, we're going to pray for anyone who feels that they need to cross the line and say, Jesus, like that scripture said, you are my salvation. You are my salvation. Is anyone with me on this one? Is this good? Was that a great message? Was that a great message? This is the reason for the season. God communicated through His angels, but through His Son. Good news. Salvation is at hand. We don't need to be afraid. We can live with faith. We can live with strength in God. We can live in the joy of the Lord. We can really live with the abundance of life, with eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life the bible says whoever confesses with their mouth jesus is lord believes in his heart that he walked the earth died on the cross rose on the third day those people can be saved it's a gift it's a free gift you're not joining the church you're not becoming religious you're just simply saying jesus i believe you're the reason for the season if that's you i would love to pray for you after i count to three slip your hand up and i will pray for you one two from the front to the back to the side to the side if this is you be bold do yourself a favor 